from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. The Heat are going to the Eastern Conference Finals again. I never want to hear the term bubble fraud ever, 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 ever again. Ever. Ever. The Lakers are the bubble fraud, not the Heat. We're presented by... The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Friday lunch hour, 1 o'clock hour, means only one thing. Well, it means several things. And then again, there is the woman eating the sloppy joe with her mouth open. Our high budget effects here for the lunch hour. And it is time... For a man who is very, very pleasant. And we love to be around him. He is a beacon of sunshine. It's time now for just J-Mart. J-Mart ending the week as we get things off on the right track here on Ken LeVick Alive. Hi, J-Mart. Hey, pal. How are you? Good. I wasn't sure if that was coming or not. It was coming. There was a little miscommunication. <laughs> sort of like the Sixers last night. Oh, that was so great. That was so great. Don't you just feel great right now? I do. Especially that team and that fan base to 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 basically put basketball pie in their collective face. With all the talk of Embiid, all the talk in Harden, and Doc Rivers <laughs> to 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 wipe them out of the postseason, it makes you feel like all is right in the world. Even if it's not, like for this solitary moment, you feel great. Yeah, especially, and, and I, I wish I was stronger than this, but I agree with you, especially because of the way that I felt after game four. I would love to tell you I was super positive and pumped about what was to come and knew that the Heat were going were gonna to definitely end it in six like they should. But, man, that was scary. That team looked different. Than they had. Obviously, they didn't have Embiid the first two games, but I definitely, definitely got nervous. Stone, were we scared? He was wants me to say no, but I'm with you, Jamar. I was just a tad bit scared. <laughs> I was just a tad bit scared when Danny Green went for 26 points. Yeah, I was just a little bit. He wasn't. Though. I maybe was a little concerned. There was no fear here. <laughs> there was no fear here. They weren't in trouble. We said it. I said it. They weren't in trouble. And they weren't. And they weren't. They definitely rolled it off. And now, I agree with Evan in his 11.55 uh, after last night's result because that was not a nine-point win. That was no. like a 20-point win. That was a blasting. Oh, but, 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 hey, congratulations, 76ers fans, for your got-to-your-seat-by-tip world championship. You really <laughs> earned that. That means an awful lot. So revel in that. Tell me when the parade is, okay? Yeah, and, you know, I actually care a lot more about – how many people are in their seats at the end of the game yeah. than at the beginning. Yeah, and right. there were not many 76ers fans in those seats at the end of that game. Well, I'll tell you what. This series started with a bunch of empty red seats at FTX Arena at tip-off. Game one ended with a lot of white-shirted Heat fans filling the seats, singing Peppas. And then the series ended with a lot of empty blue seats because 76ers fans walked out with five and a half minutes left to go from their arena. There was a couple Just videos. Saying. Of, there was a couple videos of Let's Go Heat chants. Last I night know. In Wells Fargo. 76ers and their fans going out so sad. It's all right. Keep talking. Keep talking. Your season's over. So your point doesn't matter. Your opinions don't matter. Period. Oh, 
feels great. They have a reality show to look forward to, though, now. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, James Harden, he's not the he's not the, the same guy he was in Houston. <laughs> hey, Joel, good thumbs up. Awesome way to start that offseason. That'll go over splendidly. Shouldn't make your my, life more difficult at all. Excellent. Perfect. What was the single biggest contributing factor to the Heat taking down the Sixers in the series? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Ernesto's in Boynton. Ernesto's on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Ernesto? What's up, guys? Thanks for taking my call, like always. And congratulations to Unique, to the Heat fans and the Heat for winning. You had to win because there, there, there were, listen, there was no excuse for what uh, the Heat did in terms of they did what they had to do. They put the defense up to the point that they gave no room for error zero. for the 76ers. Zero. And, and zero. And they had nothing for it. And now, I don't know if that's Doc's fault or really the players' fault, because I saw a couple of times Doc in the, in the, in the huddle saying, come on, guys, you, don't you guys want it? Now, I don't know about me, but he did that about a couple of times in the huddle. I don't know. Those guys are not playing for him no more. So that's, Doc is out. There's no excuses. The Heat did what they had to do, and uh, that Harden trade is a disaster, man. I'm glad that happened. And like I said before, a couple of years, a couple of weeks ago, I have no animosity with these, with these two teams. I hate them both. I'm a Knicks fan. But you guys did what you had to do. You took care of business. Now I want to see that happen in the second round. I think you guys are going to be in close quarters with a big battle upon you guys. All right. And another thing, whoever does the internship over there, I have my daughter Signed up an application. If it's possible, can you please pick her up? Oh, her <laughs> oh putting the pressure yeah, on. Yeah. Her name, yeah, yeah. Her name is Zayara Luciano. I'm just gonna put it out there, please. <laughs> whoever's in charge of uh, whoever's in charge of uh, of internship, she's a really good girl. She's at Pace University. I would love for her to work at ESPN if it's possible, guys. You're the fantastic guys. And again, congratulations. But Wait to the next round, guys. All right, Ernesto. Appreciate it. Uh, that is a first. That is a first. The lobbying for an internship uh, on a call. <laughs> I respect it. I, I do respect it. I respect it. Not my call. Not my call. Okay? Not my call. Um, so, so, listen. Yeah, next round, obviously, is going to be a battle. I get it. I totally get it. But I refuse to sit here and say that Doc shortcomings or Joel Embiid's face or James Harden's cholesterol are what led to the Heat winning the series. The Heat dictated everything. That's how it was always going to be. What was Eric Spolstra? What was Jimmy Butler? What was P.J. Tucker? What was Bam Adebayo going to be able to dictate? And the Heat, other than games three and four in the second half, dictated everything in this series. Offensively, defensively, tempo... It was all heat. And it shows you the roster construction, how much more significant and how much more successful it's been, the star power, how much deeper it is, um, uh, the the system as a whole, the coaching acumen. All of these things were on display. Even with Joel Embiid didn't have a hole in his face, the, the heat still would have won this series. I totally agree. I totally agree. And when we get to this level, like if you look at the Eastern Conference, those final four teams, there are three teams who, where the entire team is playing as a gelled unit. And 
at this point, that's what you have to have. And the Sixers at no point right. had that. Even in those two victories, they beat us pretty good, but at no point were they just a, a unit sort of clicking on all cylinders, no. all fulfilling like their roles and that kind of thing, as the Heat are, as the Bucks are, and as the Celtics are. I love last night, the, the Sixers are down 15, and Doc Rivers is in the huddle. Don't you guys want it? Yeah. Don't you guys want it? And he was met with a collective, like, police siren in the background. (laughs) That's what I remember vividly from from Pee Wee when I was 12 years old playing Pop Warner football. Like, that's the speech. You You mean to tell me James Harden, like, James Harden, (laughs) the man who has, has escaped every location he's been because he's not happy, he's surly, he's tough to coach. Doc Rivers really thought that he was going to walk into the huddle that features James Harden and Joel Embiid and say, come on, guys, don't you want it? And, like, James Harden was going to be like, that was life-changing, life-altering. Doc, you're right. Let's go. Let's win it for Doc. No. No. James Harden already was checked out. That was it. Game was over. Series was over. That was hilarious. Doc Rivers did not press a single correct button for the exception of <laughs> games three and four. That man, the way that Doc Rivers has survived, his reputation has survived off of one championship with the original big three with the Celtics is astounding. Because other than that, the resume is not good. In fact, Jamar, I don't know if you heard this. Stone, let's play Doc Rivers from last night. He started getting pressed by the Philadelphia media. Mm-hmm. He was flat out asked, what um, What did you think of the job you did this season? <laughs> if this <laughs> is not a this. man who isn't <laughs> the most defensive, who isn't anticipating being out of his job. But listen, this is the leader of the 76ers. The leader, the coach, in case you wanted to get a Full, full view, full picture, full portrait of why the 76ers are like they are, can't get out of the second round, I give you Doc Rivers. I don't worry about my job, Howard. I think I do a a terrific job, and if you don't, then you should write it because I worked my butt off to get this team here. When I first got here, no one picked us to be anywhere. Not true. Uh, And again this year, the same thing. So if that's how anyone feels, write it, and I'm going to feel secure about it. Results-based business. It is, but you don't do it every year. Uh, Every time you're wrong, should you lose your job? No. So uh, it's the same thing, all right? But listen, if you believe that, then go with it. I know how I know what I did this year, and I feel very good about that. But again, if you believe that, Howard, then you just run with it. By saying those things, he is absolutely just lumping this all on the roster. I feel good about what I did. <laughs> I feel good about what I did. I'm Doc Rivers. I'm the great Doc Rivers. I'm uh, the all-time coaching leader in losing closeout games. I have blown two three-one leads in my coaching career. <laughs> I'm the great. Doc Rivers. I almost did it again. And I'm the great Doc Rivers who kept Joel Embiid in the game uh, up 20 against the Raptors and led him to uh, having his face broken. I'm the great Doc Rivers. I feel great about what I did. Great (laughs) about what I did. I was handed a future Hall of Famer in James Harden uh, and got the fourth seed. The fourth seed in the Eastern Conference. That didn't come into play with home court advantage in the series. Nah. I'm the great Doc Rivers. He's gone. <laughs> He's gone. He, he probably is gone. But I will say, if we're just, I, I'm not a Doc Rivers apologist, but if we're just going to look at this year, 
this was a rough year to be the 76ers head basketball coach. I agree. With with Ben Simmons, like that was a complete debacle. And maybe maybe uh, maybe a lot of it's because of Doc Rivers. I, I don't, I'm really well, not sure. Maybe Doc should have had a bit more tact when he was asked about Ben Simmons after Game 7 against Atlanta last year because Doc Rivers and Joel Embiid's comments largely buried Ben Simmons and really kept him from ever being able to take the floor in Philadelphia again. And, and I would also defend him in the sense when you bring up I, this, I'm not defending I, Doc. You I, can. I'm not going to. I, I, <laughs> I, this, I, that, I, this. Every time he gets on the podium, the question's about him. Like they're asking him about could him you imagine, to the point where he's getting railed each and every night after a game about. So you rightfully say so. I. Rightfully so. Can you, in your wildest imagination, imagine Spo ever saying anything like that? Ever, ever, ever. But he, he doesn't get railed with questions like that on, on, on a nightly basis. At this no, point, he didn't everything's get railed with questions Doc. like that when LeBron was with the Heat and they were playing 500 basketball. He never got questions about his job security after year one and the rough start to year two when they didn't win a title and then they were struggling coming out of the gates in year two of the big three. He never got those questions. And not in the sense of the closeout. Like last week when we were dealing, when he was dealing with the because closeout he did his questions. Job and he closed it out. When he was dealing with the closeout questions, like that's annoying. Like that's brutal to get hit with night in and night out about closing games. We're, how about this? We're going to go. And went out and kicked that ass in game six against the Sixers. Like, it's hard to be Doc in that Rivers, position. Doc Rivers has lived a charmed life as an NBA head coach. Whether it is, uh, should have been out of a job, and then the big three of the Celtics saved his job and saved his legacy as a head coach in Boston because he was all but out. He was out. And then they brought those three in and they won a title. So then he parlays that into a Clippers job. He was meh with the Clippers with what he had. But he came out looking great because... He actually did show off-court leadership when the Donald Sterling stuff went down. But then he couldn't win any closeout games. So then he goes to Philly as the savior. He hasn't won a damn thing. All he's done is throwing players under the bus and then uh, try and pawn off any responsibility on himself. Spo absolutely has gotten the hard road from media treatment compared to Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers has largely had a red carpet rolled out for him. Spo in the big three era was barbecued I mean absolutely lambasted and he handled it with grace and class and toughness Doc Rivers I did my job I feel fine I did well, good I, I don't know maybe we should play better I don't know I mean I did a good job I'm fine and if you talk about if you think about the two people that you're talking about you're talking about Doc Rivers and Eric Spolstra like Eric Spolstra is, is very smooth he's a he's a great talker you know, he's going to handle anything with grace. I, I I know that for a fact. But if you look at his history, yes, he was a, a, a player in college, but he didn't play at the pro level. He came up through the through the coaching ranks, and that's sort of been his interaction with, with the media. Whereas Doc Rivers, he was the pro athlete. He was the entitled guy. He mm-hmm. was the guy above the media. He was the guy... The, the and I'm not saying he personally was like this, but it's just how it is. Right. Like to some degree, the media is the enemy to athletes. So so there there's some of that. So I do think some of that has to do with where they came from and how they interact with the media as well. And Kenny, do you think that this season is a good illustration of why Doc is not a good coach? Yes. Yes. It absolutely is. It absolutely is. The Sixers, because they got a relatively healthy season from Joel Embiid compared to past years. And yeah, all they MVP could muster season. is the MVP fourth season. Yeah, he was great. Uh, and they mustered the fourth seed. The fourth seed, including getting James Harden. And then what happened when the going got tough? You realize the 76ers 
Like they were starting to plan a championship parade in Philadelphia after the first two games of the Embiid Harden experience. Do you remember who they played in both of those games, Stone? No. Oh, it was Charlotte, and it was. No, I don't remember the second one, but I remember it was Charlotte and, and, and the Knicks. Yeah. <laughs> and all I of a remember. sudden, this could be this guy Friday Night Lights. I love the pick this and guy roll. This guy said it. He said this could be the greatest pick and roll duo we've ever seen. <laughs> I didn't know the the fat slob was going to come out and not even be able to roll. Yeah, they could lay the pick, but he wasn't able to roll. But and <laughs> I mean, it's Doc Rivers failed. Failed. As much as I love Spo. If Spo was hand, handed James Harden, I don't know what he could do with it. That's, oh, I mean, that's a great I proposition. Never, I, I guarantee you he'd get more out of James, but James Harden doesn't have the mental want oh, no, to no. ever be a heat culture guy. Uh, I think that, that Eric Spolstra, and this would be better off for Spo. Spo would challenge him like he challenges everybody else, and if, if James Harden walked out, so be it. If James Harden wanted to buy in, Spo has the best chance of any coach in the NBA of actually getting a guy like James Harden to buy into so, something like that. But that's no. kind of my point. With a guy like James Harden, Spo has a choice. Spo mm-hmm. is like, you don't conform to what we do here, and you go bye-bye. Right, because we have a Max Struess that we can develop because we're the best development well, team in the, the NBA. Heat. We're the Heat, yeah. and you're not yeah. going to do anything right. against our culture. The 76ers aren't known for development. The Heat are. It's why Gabe Vincent is playing significant playoff minutes in place of Kyle Lowry and why Max Struess is a certified star now, but, and in that, my mind. But just playing devil's advocate <laughs> for Doc Rivers. Max contract Struess. Max Struess is a star. He, Doc doesn't have the luxury of, of treating a James Harden that way. He does not. So I also don't know if he knows how to handle a player like that. James might Harden. be true. Now, in Doc's defense, nobody truly has. That's nobody truly. One hundred percent. I don't know. I really don't know if anybody could because in that example that we talked about with Spo, that you that, that you just sort of played it out. That's not Harden doing great. That's Harden like but <laughs> I not trust, being on the team. Anymore. I trust Spo better to put Harden in a position to succeed, whether it's him solely being a facilitator than I do Doc Rivers putting uh, James Harden in a position to uh, to contribute while also not having to carry a huge bundle uh, of the load. Yeah, no. Now, don't, listen, let's not paint me into the corner of saying Doc Rivers is anywhere close to the coach that Spo is. I mean, that is not I my mean, I would, I would, I don't, I wouldn't think it was that crazy, like, in the sense of, like, is Doc Rivers, I would ask, a top 15, 20 coach of all time, because that's how he's touted. That's what everybody else says he is, and I wouldn't go against it. And, I, and I'm not even old enough to know and date back to when he was at his best. Ask me, ask me if, um, if, if I'd consider Doc Rivers a top 15, 20 coach a of all time. A lot of people would. would no, you, no, 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 ask me, ask me. Would you consider Doc Rivers? a top 15, 20 coach of all time. No. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3, the free ESPN app, and on your smart speaker. Coming to you from the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios. Hey, Saturday, well, that's tomorrow, actually. Marlins, Brewers, honoring the 97 World Series championship team at Lone Depot Park. Don't worry, there's a train for that. It's Brightline. It's the home runner train. Stations in West Palm, Fort Lauderdale, Miami. Here's what you do, Okay. Go to the West Palmer Fort Lauderdale station. Me, Ken Lavica, personally, I would get a premium ticket. Okay? So I can go to the station, can have a snack, have a drink. What am I drinking, Stone? What am I drinking when I go on the bright line? Some Pinot. Damn right. Pinot Noir, right in that cup, right in this tummy. That's right. There it is. Mm, delicious. Get on the train. It makes me have to pee. I wish you wouldn't play that. <laughs> we could play the Sloppy Joe sound effect. <laughs> uh, and then we get down to Miami. 
and you take the free transportation, the rideshare, over to Lone Depot Park. You watch the 97 Marlins get honored. You watch a Marlins win against the Brewers. Craig Council, by the way, Marlins hero, manager of Milwaukee. And then final out, it's the home runner train. It's not leaving until the final out. So you get back on the free ride share. You get back to Miami Central Station, and bam, you head back north. Fort Lauderdale or West Palm, wherever you got on the train. That's a weekend. That's Brightline. Go Brightline.com, the free Brightline app. Brightline, the only way to get through South Florida if you have a brain. He's J Mark. I'm Ken Lavica. I'm live with Mike Tannenbaum coming up next. We're live on ESPN 106.3. The man never sleeps. He was in Vegas for the draft. He comes home. The NFL schedule gets released, and he's all over ESPN television bright and early on a Friday morning. His grind knows no bounds. He's our football insider here on Ken Levick Alive, former Jetson Dolphins boss Mike Tannenbaum joins us here on a Friday edition on ESPN 106.3. Mike, they've got you working too hard. When are you taking vacation? <laughs> uh, all good. Appreciate the opportunities, but it's the NFL. There's always some news, isn't there? Always, and the NFL schedule release is one of them. It's turned into this large, grandiose event, and you've been talking about it a good portion of the morning. So for you, just from a very, very broad perspective, when you see the schedule, what sort of stands out to you where you say, huh, that's interesting, I'm kind of into that? Yeah, you know, let's start with our, our local team. You know, I think the Dolphins, on the positive you know, they, they get those northern teams in the heat, so they got the Bills coming down, the Patriots coming down in September. But, boy, the league did them no favors. When they have a, a three-game road trip, when they're at the Chargers, excuse me, at the Niners, then at the Chargers, and then at the Bills. And uh, nobody likes three-game road trips, and those are three rugged opponents. That first month of the season is going to be hell. If the Dolphins can get through that, then you feel good. But can they get through that is the the question. Uh, Bills, Rams to kick off the season. Is that a Super Bowl preview? You know, it certainly could be. I think it's going to be hard for the Rams. You know, Odell Beckham's gone. Von Miller's gone. You know, they signed Allen Robinson. Um, but it's just repeating is very tough in the NFL. Um, they did a great job last year, but... You know, odds and history say that it's going to be hard to run that back. Uh, the video of Tua Tungavailoa put out by the Dolphins, finding Tyreek Hill, uh, it, it, as of right now, four and a half million views. It's got to be the thing that's been most consumed uh, from a Dolphin social media standpoint ever. A, a, a breakdown in May of a, a throw that Tua makes with his bucket hat on, with no pads, them going against air, Tua is so divisive. We know that. Uh, what did you make of that entire fiasco, the New York Post picking it up? Uh, for me, I just wish the Dolphins wouldn't have put it out. I, I, th- this is impossible. No matter what Tua does, there's going to be a ton of criticism. Yeah, I mean, it's May, right? Like, so, and, you know, it's, there was no pass rush, and, you know, it's probably a walkthrough. So, you know, we just got to keep it in its proper context. So, um, you know, I think we'll look back at this and, and kind of smile and laugh. Hopefully, hopefully, because man, oh man, are there generalizations and declarations being made off of just May. You've spent plenty of time on the practice field in May. I have when I covered the Dolphins. May doesn't matter at all. Mike Tannenbaum, again, former Jets and Dolphins boss, our football insider here on Ken Levick Alive. A couple of more here. Uh, Tom Brady, 10 years 
$375 million at Fox. I don't I don't want you to make any waves here per se, Mike, but I know as someone in the business, I see that type of money, those type of years. For a guy that I don't even know if he can do the job, I sort of have some, uh, some, some question marks about it. You as big national TV, national radio, ESPN, Mike Tannenbaum, what do you make of this deal with Tom Brady? <laughs> Good for him. Uh, Yo, candidly, though, I was surprised because he's like the ultimate, like, focus guy. And I'm a little surprised that he would take anything away from being focused on the season. Mm-hmm. So um, and I'm a little surprised that he's going to want to travel that much. Um, he may realize that broadcasting isn't for him. Um, it's a massive commitment. And knowing how competitive Tom is, he's going to want to do it at a high level. So, you know, I, I think that's – let's see how that one plays out, Ken. Um, let's give that one a grade of incomplete. That is a really, really cogent point because I told Stone the same exact thing. Wait until he starts to travel. He doesn't realize, I don't think, how busy that life actually is, especially coming off the type of career he's had. Uh, I am curious. Like For me, Joe Buck... Uh, it started with Pat Summerall, and then Joe Buck became my big game NFL voice, where I sat down. If I heard the, the voice, I'm like, yeah, that's that's a big, monstrous NFL game. For you, uh, who was the big NFL voice for you in the broadcast booth, or is it right now? Oh, gosh, I, I, it's hard not to say that. You know, it was John Madden and Pat Summerall. I yeah. mean, like, that's big-time football, and, you know, you're going to sit down and see a big event, and, uh, gosh, like, Growing up, like it wasn't bigger than Madden and Summerall. No, no doubt about it. They kind of changed and revolutionized the entire thing. Mike, awesome stuff. Real quick, uh, could you tell us about the fine folks at Greco Chevy? Yeah, you talk about big time stuff. Greco Chevrolet, conveniently located on Federal Highway in Delray. You know, Ron and his staff do a great job. They have a great selection of new, used, certified, pre-owned cars. I have a Chevy Tahoe. It was a great car buying experience and. Highly recommend them and proud to be their partner, Greco Chevrolet, Delray Beach. Mike, appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right. Have a great weekend, Ken. Thank you. Mike Tannenbaum, our football insider here on Ken Levicka Live. Hey, remember when uh, when Joel Embiid flopped to the floor and injured Danny Green and put him out for the game? <laughs> that was crazy. I think it was like broke his leg. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, like Joel Embiid did that. Remember when Joel Embiid like tripped over his own feet just like walking to the sideline? Someone tried to tell me that that was his concussion. No, he just can't stay on his feet. He was, like, throwing himself to the floor. He looked unhealthy last night. Like, he was a detriment. Like, he was, like, stumbling over his own feet. And he it hit the was floor. Like, weird. The announcers at one point started counting the yeah. fall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if you would have told me that he, he took down a couple of rumple mitt shots before the game, <laughs> I would have believed you. JM, like he was a mess. JMP. He uh, was walking like JMP. <laughs> JMP brought up such a good point. It was a couple games ago. He said, I don't believe if, you. If, if this was, no, it was awesome. I loved it. And I wanted to bring it up to uh, Jay today when we were talking about it. Love you. Love you, JMP. But it, like, if it was the NFL, we'd be making a riot at having this guy out on the court because yeah. he looked unhealthy. Yes. Like, he's still concussed. There, there would be a call from the booth yes. saying that well, they'd be fine. he needs to go to see one of the neurological assistants on the sideline. Absolutely. Uh, one thing I wanted to start, because we have the luxury of having J-Mart along with us every Friday. And again, it is so pleasant. It enriches my <laughs> soul. I literally have sunshine beaming from my chest. That's weird. <laughs> uh, but one of, one of J-Mart's passions is... Sports cards, um, and and that entire that entire world. Me, when I was a kid, 
I collected baseball cards. I had the the pages and pages of laminated cards, and I would insert them, and I'd buy tops or whatever the, the mm-hmm. brand would be. But now it's had a complete rebirth. Every month, you're at Palm Beach Kennel Club at their card show. They have a card show, though, every week, right? Every week, it, it's, Sunday? It's the last Sunday of oh, every last month. Sunday of, I'm sorry. The last Sunday of every month, yep. there's a card show at PBKC. It's a ton awesome. of people show up. A ton of cards there. Absolutely. Uh, and the value of some of these cards is ridiculous. Yeah. It gets traded around like it's the stock market. It like is. It's, it's crypto. It's its own stock market. Yeah. And so I want to debut the J-Market, where J-Mart comes in every Friday, and he gives us the five athletes, their cards that he would invest in, the five athletes he would invest in now to maximize your sports card investment. Because J-Mart, as you said, this is how you pay attention to sports, right? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. J-Mart is maybe more locked into sports than he's ever been, which is saying something. That's true, yeah. And it's all through sports cards. Like, I come in some days and J-Mart's like, oh, what'd you think of the Harry Kane goal? How the hell do you know about Harry Kane and Tottenham Hotspur? <laughs> it's because of the damn cards. That's so, true. Uh, the J market, the five athletes that you say, hey, invest in cards involving this person now because I think it's going to be good value and it's going to work out for you down the road. Well, and I do feel it necessary to say that I am an idiot. Okay. These are just what yeah. I would Legal think disclaimer, of. J Mart's an idiot, but this is his opinion. That's exactly right. right. And we should have a... a, a Big voice guys. We'll we'll, we'll do, we'll do, we'll do a proper disclaimer. Yes. Okay. So the the first two guys are both they they're sort of similar okay. in that they're both basketball players. They both had incredibly hot seasons mm-hmm. where they did things that surprised even the experts, and things then just sort of had not the greatest ending, most likely. You guys got any guesses of uh, of either of the people that I'm talking about? Uh, Donovan Mitchell. No, mm. not Donovan Mitchell. Rudy Gobert. Trey. No, not Rudy Gobert either. Trey but Young. Trey Young is actually. I mean, that's a good guess, but that's not who I was thinking of. I I think right now, if you are out there buying Anthony Edwards mm. and Ja Morant, okay, you're doing things right. And I say that okay. like so. So John Morant is. I, I have go a gold prism John Morant card. I'm holding it right now for sure. Do you really? I do. I swear. Rookie? Uh, or or second year? Second it's probably year. second year. It is a second. It's not a rookie. It's a second year. A- and you say gold? Is it number to ten? No. Fifty? Fifty? Is it? Yes. It's a forty-eight fifty. It is a second year prism card. Yes. I mean that's a that's a big that's a monster. So, card. but hang on to that for a little bit, right? No, no yeah. doubt. No doubt. We Long-term investment here in the J market. Unless you want to trade it to me. But Ooh. no, but Anthony Edwards. Oh, can we do deals on the air? I like this now. This is good. <laughs> I'd be down for Buy, that. Buy, sell. I'm going to find it. I like it. I would be down for that. But those two guys, you know, one thing with sports cards is you want to, what they say is buy the dip. Yeah. So if a guy that you believe in has something going on, just a slump, or maybe they're banged up, or or or, or like Jaws sort of injured and kind of not going to be able to play the, the rest of the season, or, or Anthony Edwards just got knocked out of the playoffs. Right. So and part of it is not even about the player. It's like it's almost like for like an Anthony Edwards, he did nothing wrong. I mean, he's just amazing. But it's almost like the interest is just going to other guys that are still active. Sure, he's so not a now, household name yet. So now's the time to get in. Now is a, a great time, in my opinion, to get. And and now Anthony Edwards stuff is not cheap Mm-mm. by any no, stretch of the imagination. But it's going to have a lot of value still. Moving forward. Because he is that guy. Anthony, Anthony Edwards, Timberwolves, John Morant, Grizzlies. Those are your first two. What yep. else we got, James? And then, so the next two, 
I'm going to go to, because of the release of the NFL schedule mm-hmm. last night, I'm going to give you two guys that I think I think are undervalued coming into this NFL season. Okay. Um, the first being Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, okay. Which is odd because in football cards, really there's one position where the, the money is, and that's quarterback. Just like in the actual game. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. But Trevor Lawrence, I feel like his value right now is lower. I think you can get good value on his autographs, on, on Be- good cards. It's because Stoner was suppressed by a little thigh rub up there in Columbus. Herb getting <laughs> yeah, that thigh yeah. rub, getting that old grind on those old man hips. Like That's why his value is suppressed. Totally, and I'm sure the cards spiked a tad when all that was going on, but like we forgot. Like The interest is not there in somebody like Trevor Lawrence we, right now. We call this in the market, his value took a groin gouge. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we call it. Yeah, yep. it's a groin gouge. All right, Trevor Lawrence, that makes sense. Who else? The other one is a guy that has never gotten the love in the sports card hobby, and frankly, by by the so-called experts, his entire career, even back to high school, as we know, as we know very well, hell, we didn't even put him as number one on our top sixty-three list. I know where you're going here. For some reason, people still hmm, don't give the, Lamar Jackson the respect he deserves, and you can get good value on his cards. I, I because I am a believer. And Lamar Jackson. And if you do believe in Lamar Jackson and his ability, then it's almost impossible not to see the value in his prices. Ah, uh, that's a good one. Did you have one more here in the J market? I do. Okay. And this is the only one that I think could jump up this weekend based on something like happening current events. on the field. Okay. And it's actually in the Premier League. Oh, soccer. I, and I'm not going Christian Pulisic. I'm not okay. going on, on the uh, on your beloved Chelsea side. The Mo. I'm not going Mo Salah. Mane. I'm not going Mane, but you na- you're naming the reasons why I'm going the guy I'm going. I'm going Diogo Joda. He <laughs> is a forward for Liverpool that gets completely overlooked Damn. because of Mo Salah mm-hmm. and Sadio Mane. And... He is a monster. He's been coming on strong, and he has, if he puts one in the net this weekend, his cards will absolutely jump up. Not to mention Liverpool's on the doorstep of winning the Premier Ooh. League. And so that's, that's exactly name. right. That's good stuff. So the J Market that debut, that, this segment what? rules. I got one more for you. A bonus. But this is a <laughs> this is this is a word of caution. Uh-oh. Do not buy. Reed Detmers. I know you saw a no-hitter, almost <laughs> oh, yeah. a perfect game. <laughs> yeah. Do not buy Reed Detmers or basically any other pitcher. Yeah, I mean, but, okay. but there's what it's probably going for three dollars though, right now. So if you're a fan, but, I mean, buy it. But yeah, it's not going to be worth anything. Yeah, it could still go down. Great, you have a Reed Detmers card. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so the J Market. J-Mart is advising, hey, go out and get a Timberwolves' Anthony Edwards. Mm-hmm. Go out and get a Grizzlies' John Moran. How about Trevor Lawrence of the Jags? How about Lamar Jackson, Ravens, our own here in Palm Beach County? Diego Jota, the forward for Liverpool. Yeah, gobble up his card. Stay away from Reed Detmers, <laughs> the no-hitter that we didn't even reference this week on Ken LeVick Alive. And that is a smashing debut of J-Market here on a Friday on ESPN 106.3. When we return... It's a little tautel. That's a win. That's a loss. With our resident tautel participant, Chris Coquel. He makes his return when we come back. I'm sorry to everybody in advance. He's Jay Mart. I'm Ken Levesque. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.
from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Moments away from a post-NFL schedule release edition, a tradition, Pawtow, were presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptisthealth.net slash orthocare today for more information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combining resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash orthocare for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash orthocare. The man who invented Tautal, that's a win, that's a loss, is Chris Coquel, Fort Pierce Westwood head football coach. You have a game tonight, right? That's right, Kenny. That's a win, by the way. <laughs> who are you playing? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't figured that out yet. But it's a win, baby. It's Tautau Day. Everybody wins on Tautau Day. That's very true. All right, Tautau. We're going to go through the Dolphins and the Jets. Lightning quick. We have like two and a half minutes, and I'll give you select games if you can make it through. Dolphins, week one, home against the Patriots. That's a win. That's a loss. Tautau. Holy cow, that producer knows how to play hockey and NFL music. I'm shocked. <laughs> Woo! move spots, but whatever. All right, smug face versus ragarm. That's actually a win for ragarm in the Dolphins. Stop calling him ragarm, please. Week two, Dolphins and I... Ravens. LJ, come on, Lamar Jackson, that's a loss. <laughs> the Dolphins home against the Bills, week three. That's another loss. One and two, Dolphins fans, watch out. Dolphin, Dolphins and Bengals. Joey Burrow. It's actually going to lose this one. The Dolphins are going to pull it out. Ooh, Dolphins at the Jets. That was spicy. The Dolphins at the Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. That's a win for the Dolphins. Oh, Dolphins-Vikings at Hard Rock Stadium week six. Mm, Cousins is going to put a little box around him and protect himself. The Vikings, that's a loss. <laughs> a, a plexiglass box. Uh, the Dolphins have the Steelers at home in week seven. That's a win. That's All a win. Right. All right. Dolphins at Lions. Week Talk eight. Talk out, baby. Talk out. Talk out. That's a win. Bears. Uh, Bears. Win. Browns. Win. Texans. Texans win. Niners. Niners. Uh-oh. Wait. That's December. Ragarm can't throw in December. <laughs> Even in San Francisco, 70-degree weather. Uh-huh. That's a loss. At the Chargers. That's another loss. At Bills. By the way, Chargers, Khalil Mack, Fort Pierce Westwood uh, alum. So if you want to donate to Fort Pierce Westwood, go to <laughs> Atfield Coach K, and our fundraiser is up right now. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, where are we at? The Buffalo Bills. That's a loss. Uh, Packers. Aaron Rodgers has no one around him. I think the Dolphins will beat him. Patriots. Smug face again in December <laughs> at New England. <laughs> smug Tua face. normally throw the ball 23 yards. He's going to throw it 19, and that's a loss. Mac Jones is smug face. And then Jets. Home. The Jets. The clinch, third place in the division, pull off the win. That's a loss for the Dolphins. We'll do a special edition Jets next week, but how about the Chiefs and the Bucks? Tautel, that's a win, that's a loss. The Chiefs, I think the Chiefs are coming out for vengeance. I think Patrick Mahomes wants to show it's not just Tyreek Hill. Some of these young weapons they brought in are going to fill that void. And then Bills Rams. Oh, Bills Rams. I'm going to go Buffalo. I'm big on Buffalo this year. Ah, and that is Tautel, a lightning quick edition. Have a great game tonight, even though you don't know who you're playing. Good job by Chris Coquel. He's J-Mart. That's Stone Labanowitz, Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levicka. <sighs> We're done. We've been live on ESPN 106.3. Bye-bye.